0: Hello, I'm Kate Arkell, Research Development Manager at Retina UK. I'm joined by Georgina Hall, Consultant Genetic Counsellor at the Manchester Centre for Genomic Medicine, and we're going to be talking about why families affected by inherited sight loss might want to consider genetic testing. This involves having a blood sample taken, which is sent to the lab so scientists can search for the genetic fault that's causing sight loss and identify which gene is involved. Inherited retinal conditions can be caused by faults in any one of around 300 genes. Georgina, what are the reasons why somebody might want to consider finding out which gene is causing their sight loss condition?
1: So There are many reasons that people consider genetic testing when they come to our clinics. For some people it's around finding a definite answer so many people have had an umbrella diagnosis of retinitis pigmentosa or other diagnoses of rod cone dystrophy and they feel that finding a definite answer with the name of a gene helps them understand why they're affected with that condition and gives some sort of closure I think in understanding exactly what their their diagnosis is. Sometimes for families as well, they may come to the clinic wanting to understand about how the condition might run in their families, whether there would be a risk to other people in their family. And until we find the definite genetic cause, we can't always tell families how that gene's been inherited and whether other people might be at risk. So for some people finding out the gene that causes their condition can help answer some of their questions about the risks to other family members. It can sometimes be useful to have genetic testing in order to check out other genes that could have other health implications. So as you probably know, retinitis pigmentosa can occasionally go with other health conditions, uh, such as renal conditions in the ciliopathy genes. And it may be important for families to find out if they have one of those genes, which means they may need other screening. These genes are very rare, of course, but it can also be a reason that particularly parents may want genetic testing for their children to make sure there aren't any other things that they need to keep an eye out for as well as the RP. And then I guess finally, and really importantly, a lot of families are interested in genetic testing at the moment because um, there's been so many exciting advances around research. And we know as a group of conditions that a number of um, uh, treatment options may be based around specific uh, genes or genetic changes. And families are keen to know which gene they have so that they can look out for possible research opportunities or, or trials they can take part in. And it's really a chance to empower families to, to to know about and look out for potential um, research and as you'll all know at the moment there's one treatment um, available for one of the uh, retinal dystrophy genes called RPE65 that's now available in the NHS with a gene therapy for, for this gene and so there's a lot of excitement about potential treatments in the future. But it has to be said that for a lot of families, finding the gene doesn't immediately change the way their ophthalmologists will look after them. But um, a lot of families just find it helpful to know what that gene is and to, to feel they can ask more questions and find out more about their condition.
0: Yeah, I suppose, I suppose it, it gives a sense of empowerment, doesn't it? It's, it's just having that little bit of extra knowledge. How how might other families? There's obviously potential for impact on the wider family. How how do you address that, and what might what might those impacts be?
1: So I think when uh, a person hears that they have a genetic condition, one of their first questions is, "Goodness, what does that mean for the rest of my family?" Um, and so. Um, Families also often want to find out, well, if I have this, who else could be affected? Could I pass it on to my children? And so we spend time in clinic helping people to understand about how the gene is inherited. And so... Um, And identify who else in the family could carry that gene and uh, help families understand what options they might have around genetic testing and to support people in in communicating with family members, so perhaps by providing information sheets or, or other information that might help people talk to their their brothers, their sisters um, who who may uh, benefit from from knowing about this particular genetic condition because it can be quite a burden to find out that you carry a genetic condition and and have worries for the other family.
0: What will the results say? What does the result look like? And is it always clear cut?
1: Okay so the results that we receive from the lab are, are very scientific um, uh, pieces of paper so uh, your doctor and, or genetic counselor will um, help help explain uh, what those lab reports mean. So the result will give you a, a name of a gene and often the name is a string of letters and numbers which um, describes a uh, uh, something around the gene or how it was discovered for the scientists so the the name of the gene may not mean very much to you but it is that um, particular uh, scientific name that is telling you uh, what gene we think is going to be the cause of your condition and it isn't just the gene it's the change in the gene so sometimes people call that a mutation um, but uh, we increasingly call it, call it a variant and that just means a change in the dna code that uh, tells us that the gene isn't working properly. And the aim of the test is to find um, the genetic variant or variants that we we believe are the cause of somebody's retinitis pigmentosa. But a test doesn't always find that uh, precise answer. So sometimes we do a genetic test and we don't find any changes in the genes that we've tested for. And that's because there are more genes that we haven't discovered. Uh, It's also because our tests are still a little bit limited while science has come on a long way there are still parts of the genetic code we can't examine very well and we don't understand so well so there may be changes in a gene that we just can't find yet and then it's important for people to understand that sometimes our genetic tests come back with something that we can't interpret yet so these we call variants of uncertain significance and these are changes in the DNA code that We don't really have enough evidence yet to say that's interrupting the gene that's stopping the gene from working so we can't be absolutely certain that that gene and that gene variant is causing the condition and sometimes we can do more tests in families to help us understand but very often we sort of have to wait for the science to catch up with us and so we've been studying these genes a lot over the last five to ten years but um, testing is happening on a much larger scale now all around the world and we're learning so much faster about DNA variants and changes in genes that it's very likely that some years down the line we'll understand those uncertain variants and we'll be able to give families um, definite answers as, as time goes on.
0: Okay. How long does a genetic um, test result take?
1: So uh, again that might change with time as there's a lot of investment going into genomic diagnosis in the NHS um, but at the moment uh, a routine test takes it's around six months to um, have a full analysis, and that's because um, the technology needs to sequence, which is to read the DNA code of 175 genes um, and uh, and then from all of those uh, sequence data, there's some bioinformatics and um, uh, scientific interpretation that has to be done on those variants to understand which one might be the cause and often laboratories work in close partnership with specialist MDTs with ophthalmologists and geneticists to uh, help be completely confident that the information and the interpretation uh, is the correct answer for patients and so the test does take quite a long time but it's important to get the right answer because it's so important for families. How does
0: genetic counselling fit in, Georgina? When we think of the word counselling, we tend to think about psychological support. Can you explain a little bit how your role fits in with these families and what you provide to help them?
1: Okay, thank you. So we are genetic counsellors. We have counselling training, uh, but it's very important to say we're not therapeutic counsellors. And um, uh, it's very important that that families who who, uh, would benefit from ongoing counselling, that they access those services um, separately to genetic counselling. So our role as um, genetic counsellors are to help families... Um, adjust and live with genetic conditions in their family. So we help people to understand what the genetic condition is, to understand about genetics and inheritance um, and to help as we talked earlier about families communicating and sharing information about genetics and then to help people make decisions around genetics. So um, decisions about whether they would want a genetic test to feel prepared for the possible outcomes of that test, what they might do if they found out they carried a gene, uh, whether they would want to talk about um, uh, options in future pregnancies, So we we spend time with with individuals and then multiple family members so that we're available as different questions arise and different um, families have different needs as time goes on.
0: Thank you very much Georgina, that was a a really good overview I think of some of the issues and, and questions around genetic testing. Um, Do listen to our other interview with Georgina, where my colleague Denise um, will be chatting to her about the practicalities of accessing testing and genetic counselling.